0: Welcome to the Voices in Recovery podcast. Voices in Recovery is produced by Freedom's Path Recovery Society, a registered Canadian charity. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider a donation at www.freedomspathrecoverysociety.ca. All donations go directly to assisting Freedom's Path in providing services free of charge and helps us keep the podcast going. We are grateful for any and all donations. This podcast discusses difficult topics such as childhood abuse, drug and alcohol use, sexuality, sexualized trauma, and more. If you are under the age of 18, please speak with your legal guardian prior to listening. The opinions expressed during the podcast are those of the individual, and not those of Voices in Recovery or Freedom's Path Recovery Society. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. This podcast is being recorded on the traditional land of the Blackfoot Confederacy. This consists of the Kainai, Pekani, Siksika, and the Black Sea in the U.S. We acknowledge the Stony Nakoda, which consists of the Bear's Paw, Morley, and Shunikhi. We acknowledge the Satina who are Dene, and the Métis, Inuit, status, and non-status from all of Turtle Island, and those who are visited. We are all treated people.
1: So you know that I don't coerce you or anything like that. You just kind of tell your story however you want. and Oh, okay. Yeah, you can give us your experience, strength, and hope in whatever fashion you wish, Riaz.
0: Oh, okay, I can just start anywhere? or Anywhere just, you like, like, sir. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, are we starting it right now? Yeah, we're going. Oh, so cool. Okay, all yeah. right. Uh, well, yeah, my name is Riaz, and uh, uh, I'm an addict, so I guess, can I say that? Of course you can. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. man. <laughs> you be uh, you, my friend.
0: Cool. Um yeah, I guess uh I'll just start where uh kind of where I came from. Um my parent I guess like I'm from India and okay. uh like uh I was adopted when I was 5 and uh parent my my mom and dad uh adopted me and uh like, I grew up in Canada, like, since I was five, so, like... Okay. Yeah, like, I had a pr- pretty good upbringing for the most part. Um, like, I have an older brother, an older sister, um, and then my mom and dad, so I kind of, like, grew up in a little bit of a religious household. Mm. Okay. Uh, so, I'm a smiley Muslim. Okay. Uh Technically, I'm, like, Hindu, but they converted me, mm. so, yeah, so I'm a Smiley Muslim, um, yeah. Um, cool, man.
1: Yeah. I can tell you this, you're the first Smiley Muslim to be on our podcast.
0: Really? Yeah, man. I feel honored. Well, it's an honor for us, dude. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, no, like, um, yeah, that's cool. Um,
1: that's fucking very cool, dude. Pardon? <laughs> oh, pardon my language. That's probably the wrong way to celebrate something like that. <laughs> Let's just curse.
0: <laughs> Sorry, man. Yeah, no worries. Uh so yeah, I uh like I said, uh, I grew up in Calgary. Um I grew also grew up in Strathmore like uh I did some g- junior school and high school there. Mm-hmm. Um my parents had a dollar store. Uh pretty like we kind of like moved around here and there um so yeah i kind of like high school was pretty 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 good for myself um i like i guess when i was like a a little youngster i kind of wanted to be an architect hmm. and uh yeah so that didn't really <laughs> that kind of dream kind of like i don't know i i started to have a different kind of passion and i got into culinary okay yeah when i was in high school and then slowly when i finished high school i decided i wanted to go to uh state for cooking oh right uh, on yeah f- to be a chef uh so like i i don't know i kind of did that for a little bit and i did school but uh yeah kind of like my drinking and my using was mm. a little bit uh affecting my life so i kind of like I was doing school but I was like also you know like kind of going a little too far with that mm-hmm. right and so I had to drop out had to drop out of school college um and then I just kind of like stuck in restaurants and I'd mm-hmm. like you know yeah that was like no no school nothing right and so I did that for a few years um yeah like i've kind of like jumped jobs like mm-hmm. i i uh i uh i tried out sheet metal for a little bit okay yeah so i did that <laughs> a big a big leap from doing cooking to sheet metal um so so i did that for a few years and like like i said like my you know drinking and using was part of cult- that culture mm smoking pot, you know, so I kind of, like, you know, it was, like, I was still managing, right, mm-hmm. uh, and, like, you know, I had things, and I was living on my own, and had a girlfriend and all that stuff, um, yeah, so I did that for a few years, and um, I,
1: yeah. Is that your friend? No. You guys in the podcast? Yeah. James, who? Oh, James. <laughs> Good, man. Yeah, we'll catch up later. Nice to meet you, Th- nice to meet you James. Thank you. <laughs> that was so weird. Yeah. It took me a second because I thought maybe it was a friend of yours. No. Right. I never told anyone I was coming here. That's far out, man. <laughs> right on. Okay, sorry about that, dude. I I don't know. Oh, no
0: worries. Right. I I think I know where I left off. Uh so I think I like I was kind of describing like my kind of like my work life and how I was kind of like affecting uh, my my kind of alcoholism and addiction. Uh, I guess I would I would say I was like a big partier back in the day. Uh, so like I was all into the, like the raves mm. and uh, dance and techno music. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I loved yeah. i love I still love it, and you it's know good stuff, yeah, like it's it's one of that music that I kind of still love, and I've toned it down a little bit on the on the partying for sure <laughs> <laughs> uh but like I still like you know like I'll still kind of enjoy like a a a concert or like you know mm. uh but I go sober now, right, mm. so yeah, um. Yeah, so, like, I guess in my 20s, it's weird saying that because I'm only 37. Mm. <laughs> I feel old, but I know I'm not.
1: <laughs> yeah, you don't have to worry about it. We're old, old heads. We were called <laughs> old, old heads earlier, so.
0: Yeah, uh, so, I like, <laughs> yeah, I guess I did a lot of, like, yeah, I did a lot of partying, a lot of concerts um, with my friends through work and school yeah so like it was definitely like affecting myself like mm. uh I think I was like you know it was just like at a very young age, I felt um i don't know kind of out of place and mm. like um you know i as a young kid too, I was bullied, right uh I feel like sometimes that was also uh drinking and using drugs made me feel you know like a little bit better right yeah man yeah right and so um yeah just to feel a little normal had that confidence right and then like um yeah so then like uh like I said I I, I continued to party or continue to work like I was kind of bouncing from like trades trades to kicking and stuff mm-hmm. like that and uh, it's kind of like all i knew right at the time um so i guess like yeah i don't know like my my party and drinking kind of got really really bad when i was like i don't know 25 26 um i was like moving Cities to cities. I lived in Medicine Hat for a little bit. Uh, I initially moved there for a girl, and then we 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 were together for a little bit, but then we I broke it off. Uh, so then I stayed there. Uh, like I moved back to back Calgary, and didn't know I was gonna like went through a breakup with that right, and so it was really hard on me. I kind of fell into more of my addiction and alcoholism um so then yeah like it's kind of weird i actually went to my first aa meeting there Mm -hmm. um like i only went for a day that's (laughs) okay man it's all it took to get you back uh i didn't get back until like 2016 right yeah
1: we were calling you the whole
0: time come back to us (laughs) yeah it was just like just a little like (laughs) oh, this is what you could, but then I was, you know. That's fair, man. Yeah. You weren't ready. No, exactly. I wasn't ready until, like, 2016, but then, Mm -hmm. you know. um, Yeah, so then, like, um, uh, after I, I lived in Medicine Hat for a few years, I had the opportunity to live with my sister. She had just moved back from Edmonton to Calgary, She bought a house and she was like, How do you feel living with your big sister? And I was like, Yeah, I think it's time for a change. Mm -hmm. So I got out of Medicine Hat, um, lived with my sister for a few years. Um, It was good. Some of it was good. Mm -hmm. And. uh, Well, it could be challenging living with a sibling, right? Yeah. Without alcoholism being an issue. Yes, exactly. So, like, you know, like. It was, like, fine because, you know, she smoked her weed and I was just did my drinking. Uh, But then, like, I started getting hooked on to the other drugs, like cocaine, Mm. stuff like that. So that kind of, like, affected my life and work life. Um, Yeah, and and slowly, like, I started uh, getting distanced with my friends because I was getting so addicted to the drugs, right? Um, so, like, yeah, I think it was, like, I don't know, mid-2015, and, uh, it's kind of, like, where I was, like, my sister pretty much, like, she saw it it was becoming a problem. Mm -hmm. I was kind of seeing it becoming a problem, but I didn't know what to do about it, so then, like, she pretty much was, like, I think you need to go get help, Riaz, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, I was getting really bad, right? Um, so I I went to treatment for the first time in uh, 2016. I think I, like, lasted a month, mm-hmm. right? And uh, so then, like, I went back out. I relapsed. Um, so, yeah, I guess, like, relapse is part of my story. Mm-hmm. and uh, But I won't, like trying to repeat myself but like yeah i've been to like four other treatment centers mm-hmm. right um and finally it was like my last treatment center i went to it was just like i was like kind of done with everything hey mm-hmm. like i kept on going back in circles uh like i kept on going back to like the same jobs too right mm-hmm. and so finally i was like okay i need to stop like going back to things that i'm not like I'm not, like, passionate for a game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, the, so then I, like, uh, I think this was during COVID. Uh, I decided to go back to college. Um, that was a big fear of mine, you know. Oh, right I had, on, man. Yeah. Uh, I hadn't gone back to college since, like, 2004. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like... My big supporters, I would say, would be, like, my sister and my, my parents. They always encouraged me to go back mm-hmm. to school, right? And so cool. I, I took that time to, like, really figure out, like, what did I really want to do in my life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, being kind of, I felt like being stuck in in the cooking, right? Because eh, the cooking industry can be a little bit, like, uh, high-paced, stressful, mm-hmm. right?
1: I know some chefs,
0: Yeah, they- yeah and so like
1: work some long hours too sometimes
0: yeah and then like and then it's just lifestyle too right like a lot of the people that i met that i've met in that is industry drink and smoke pot and right and party right Mm -hmm. and so that was like a really big change in my life where i was just like okay i'm kind of done i am done Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm done with you know in the cooking industry like I love cooking, right? That's I still that's something I would still do, right? Mm-hmm. On my own time and cook for family or friends, but as a career, I think it was it was done, mm-hmm. right? Um yeah, so then like I went to I went to I did online school through a mm-hmm. college and I decided to be a a peer support worker right on. Yeah. And so did that for like about nine months, uh, not last year, but the year before that. Yeah. Uh, in December. So everything was online. Um, yeah, like even going back to school was like really like, it taught me a lot of things about myself, Mm. you know, and, um, yeah, there was, like, a lot of fear about going back to school, but I think I I kind of, there was, like, a lot of doubts, right? Mm. Self-esteem. For sure. Yeah, like, about my self-worth and stuff like that. And so I overcame a lot of things going back to school, which was cool, right? Um, yeah, man, that's very cool. Yeah. And then even, like, um, with kind of my, my sobriety and time being... Kind of bouncing here and there, right? Because I would have a little short relapse or a slip or whatever, Mm. Uh, but I would always get back on it, right? Uh, Definitely, like appreciate all my support and people that I've met in recovery. Mm. Like, yeah, like you know, I don't think I I would be here where I would be actually without them, right? Yeah, without them saying hey, don't give up on yourself, Riaz. hey, like, um, and, like, just persevere, right, Um, Mm. yeah, and then, like, you know, I can't, I can't forget, too, like, you know, like, the spiritual aspect of everything is, like, you know, like, when I was younger, I never really had a kind of, mm, I would say, like, a strong spiritual connection, you know, Mm. and it's kind of, like, evolved, in recovery yeah yeah so it's been pretty cool that's really cool see how you know i was yeah i was like a young kid and i kind of like didn't know i don't know maybe i kind of went through like a um self-discovery of myself Mm -hmm. hey um so did you reconnect
1: with um with your muslim faith or did you find something new that works for you Uh, Or both, maybe. I mean, because maybe both happened.
0: So, like, for myself, like, like I said, I grew up in the smiley faith, right? And so, like, um, I kind of, like, stepped...
1: Sorry if I said that wrong. No. Smiley faith? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, So I kind of stepped back away from doing, like, going to mosque and stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was not until, like, I came into recovery that I kind of, like found a different kind of mm, way to like reconnect with my spirituality Mm -hmm. right yeah um so i i would say it's evolved Mm -hmm. for sure yeah yeah. um like i don't necessarily pray like how i used to right Mm -hmm. but i still do uh remember some things right and like even from like what my parents have taught me, taught mm-hmm. down, you know, I still take some parts of it and I uh, use it in my life. Yeah. Uh, whether it be like, you know, these hymns or like mantras mm-hmm. or, um, yeah, like I haven't completely strayed away, but I have definitely found like my spiritual growth has differed from where it was mm. When I was like, let's say a teenager for sure. Yeah, Yeah, that's fair. And
1: not necessarily separated from, right? But just kind of evolved, right? Yeah. Into what it is now.
0: And like, I I wouldn't say I was super religious throughout my whole life, but I've definitely like, I've definitely believed in a higher power. I've Mm -hmm. believed in, uh, you know, like kind of, I, you know, every every person you meet or I've met is meant for a reason, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, like I definitely like, you know, I I believe in like the universe and angels and all that stuff to some degree, you know, and like, Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I just can't, you know, describe it, you know? Yeah, that's fair. So, yeah. I don't know what it is either. No. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, right. I just yeah. I for myself now it's just like, you know, when I feel it and then like when I feel it or feel the energy from someone else, like mm. that's even like a power you know, For sure. Yeah for know? sure. Can't describe it, but it's like, yeah, this is real.
1: Well I feel <laughs> I feel it more with like with other living things, right? Yeah. It's like it's the the fact that the the um that were animated, you know, the, It the energy makes a lot of sense to me because yeah. you can totally feel that off even animals, right? Like, oh, you can yeah. feel their energy and, like, I know before he even does it that that little guy's going to shake for about 10 minutes when he comes in here, right? <laughs> before yeah. he finds comfort, he's going to stand around shaking. Um, yeah. yeah, like, there's the energy makes sense, yeah. right? And I get it. He's a little dude and he's <laughs> overwhelmed. There's two big strangers in here, and right?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, the energy makes more makes a lot of sense to me. Just yeah. being able to sense that, right?
0: Yes, uh, and like you know, like it was this. I think it was like last year. Uh, like my sister had to put down our family dog, Sophie. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, and so like uh, that was a big. Uh, it was it was uh, sad, right? And mm-hmm. we have having you know. Uh, Sophie and part of our lives for like almost, I don't know, 10 years. Right. Yeah. And then rest easy, Sophie. Right. And yeah. so like, even everyone grief differently and mm-hmm. like, you know, yeah, it's like another part of the family. Right. And so, totally. um, definitely, uh, you know, reconnected with like, well, no, like our, I would say like, you know, my my family connections have grown stronger mm. and, and developed even more deeper. Right. Um, yeah. Like, like growing up, I didn't have like the greatest relationship with my dad, but mm. now I do, you know, Right uh, on. yeah. So that's been, pre- been a, been a pretty cool ride. And same with like, you know, my brother, my brother is hard of hearing mm. uh so he was born deaf uh and so i know a little bit of sign language but you know i oh, that's I, cool yeah but i don't know like i don't know how to have a full conversation with him mm. right uh but you know my sister does uh she literally taught herself how to sign mm-hmm. uh, with my brother so that was cool and um yeah so like you know, I don't know, like... It's I so bet you
1: could YouTube that shit and oh. learn how to sign, like, on YouTube, eh? <laughs> yeah. You'd have to be disciplined, though, as heck, because it's not that easy. I get that.
0: No, and, like, the different sign language... There's American sign language, oh. and then there's also, like, from different countries, they sign differently, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so... That it, makes sense. Right? And so, yeah, it's pretty cool, and, like... I, I like kind of, I, I, I'm kind of proud of my brother cause mm. he's like, you know, he's a deaf teacher and he's had the chance to like travel the world, you know, go to different countries. Oh, he's a teacher. Yeah. He's cool. a teacher in BC. What does he teach? Uh, so he teaches like, uh, adolescent and teenagers, like, you know, like development that, and stuff. Development. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And so, oh, cool, man. yeah, and so, like, you know, I've also kind of, you know, yeah, there was that was one relationship in my addiction that I kind of, you know, I kind of hurt him. Right. Mm. And so being able to, like, repair that and, you know, I can still I can definitely improve on that. Right. Learning how to sign. Yeah. You know, um, you know, teaching myself off of YouTube. Right. And so, yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Um, That's very cool, man.
1: Yeah. But like any language, it's going to take time, right?
0: Oh, for sure, right? Um, And practice, of course. Practice and discipline, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All of the above. Yeah. Um, So what's
1: your life like now, man?
0: My life? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's crazy. It's not what it was like. Five years ago, that's for sure, right
1: on, yeah, I bet like, it's not,
0: yeah, like, or even seven years ago, like mm-hmm. I was you know completely a different person, like you know, seven years ago, I was like deep in my addiction, drinking mm-hmm. still, um, you know, I don't know, didn't have any direction,, mm-hmm. um, and like now today, like I work at a treatment center.
1: Okay, tell us about
0: it, man. Sure. Uh, If you can, whatever you can tell us. Yeah, for sure. I work uh, at a 12-step-based, step uh, -step focus based abstinence treatment center, Mm -hmm. uh, 1835. I don't know if I can say that.
1: I can't see why not. Yeah, we're not affiliated with anybody. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: I mean, we're (laughs) affiliated with Freedom's
1: Path. But that's me, and we're yes. fine. Oh,
0: okay, cool. We're fine with it. <laughs> <I> <laughs> we'll allow it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I uh, no, so I'm just
1: kidding. I want to pump it up as much as we can. So people who are listening, they might, they might think, oh, 1835, sounds like a good place. Maybe I'll call,
0: right? Oh, yeah, yeah. right. Okay, yes. So yeah. all jokes
1: aside, that's really why it's okay.
0: Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I don't want to, like, break any any company's confidentiality or anything No, we're you know? not I'm not going to ask yeah. any secrets. Man. Oh, Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I can. I I, I yeah, can't. I,
1: I won't ask any secrets. I promise.
0: Yeah. Um Yeah, so actually I'll kind of give you a little backstory of how I got into 1835. Sounds good? Yeah, so like um so after I finished college, I had to do a month practicum at a mm, like a treatment center or a shelter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my first choice was actually, uh, a treatment center. I had first gone to, uh, I'll just name, do it nameless for now. Okay. Uh, but, um, I didn't get the one I wanted, so I just moved on to the next. Uh, I like, you know, yeah, so I, I, I applied at a few treatment centers that I kind of knew, knew. Uh, heard of. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only one that got back to me was like actually 1835. Okay. <laughs> so um, I actually went in, you know, I, I had to do uh an interview sort of speak. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they kind of, they talked to the director and he was, it was graciously like offered me and said, yeah, I could do my practicum there. So, um yeah I was kind of like I was like kind of dumbfounded because I'm like oh like they actually said yes you mm-hmm. know right and so and right I on. having a bit of a history to gone been gone to 1835 as well um so then yeah I did my my one month practicum at 1835 um and then they offered me a job afterwards. Oh, cool, man. Yeah. And so, like... It's a good place. It is, right? They're uh, all good places, but... Oh, it's for a sure. Good place. All the treatment centers are good, yeah. you know? Uh, they have their own kind of, like, unique program, um, mm-hmm. so to speak. And
1: Well, they have their own vibe, for sure. Yeah,
0: right? Mm-hmm. And, and it's central because, like, yeah, like, most of them are 12-step based, but then there's also... Human centers that are trauma focused mm-hmm. and you know and kind of specific to you know n- n- i know. love how
1: many options there are
0: yes right There's yeah more and more every year it seems yes right uh and i just kind of like through the great mind like of people i know uh it's i'm really happy to hear that like they're uh opening a. I i think they're going to be opening a an lgbtqt I heard, center. I heard they are yeah, yeah uh right next year i feel and i'm like so happy to hear that right yeah and me too so, yeah right i, I don't want to go into it
1: makes the gay in me very happy
0: yeah, yeah right and i feel like everyone uh should be offered i think you know uh, mm. some sort of you know program or you know it's it's i think like everyone should be able to be provided with mm-hmm. you know uh with care with care to, yes exactly mm-hmm. right um yeah because there's you know like i think every yeah because I, I think i <laughs> uh hey, everybody know. deserves it man and, yeah and the, exactly that's what
1: i mean it by the the evolution of services available right like there's yeah. more and more every year and they're they're Picking out, they're picking out these spots that have been uh, big, giant gaping holes in the past, right? Yeah. So LGBTQ, Two-Spirit, like, yeah. there's nothing. There has been nothing specific. And on top of nothing specific, some of the 12-step programs are inherently bigoted against yes. not just LGBTQ, but other faiths as well. Yes. Right? And there's I, limitations there is all I'm saying.
0: Oh, yeah. Right? And then I, I, I kind of also want to, like, like from being a like uh east indian muslim uh like you know i have struggled with you know alcohol and addiction and it's good to see now there's a lot of more open-mindedness and and like the different other i'd say sub cultures like they're coming to a realization that like, okay, it's okay to seek out help. Mm -hmm. And I've been seeing a lot more of like people outside the norm of, Mm. you know, like, so they're starting to see that like there is help out there and they're starting to reach out for it. And absolutely. Right. And so that I'm really grateful for because, Mm. you know, like in, I can just speak from experience or, uh, you know, just from old traditions of, you know, um, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, like min- some of the minorities or just like, you know, um, Asian or Indian culture, we like, you know, in old tradition, we don't seek out help mm-hmm. or, you know, every, we deal with our issues as a family right mm-hmm. we don't seek out uh outside help mm-hmm. and so now i feel like there's been a, a barrier that's or there has been like you know it's been broken mm-hmm. so it's kind of like now people are starting to see the the benefit of actually maybe seeking help going yeah. to treatments. Mm-hmm. right so it's, i agree yeah so i feel like it's just been i feel like they're becoming accepting and being just a little bit more open-mindedness to like mm-hmm. you know come to treatment or if they have yeah. a problem right
1: uh And the rooms are changing too. Yes. Right? Which I I love because I mean I'll be I'll be honest with you it wasn't up until whenever whenever they started reading it they never read the safety statement. That's new. Right. Yeah. So, whether it's new to AA or not, I don't know, yeah. but it's definitely new to that room. And that's a result of the changing of the culture inside the room. Right. Yeah. Now we're, we're seeing this like um, more people being willing to be themselves. Right. Yeah. To talk more honestly about things that in the past, having been around for 18 years now, there, there, it was never talked about, some of these things. Yeah. People would never openly admit they were gay, yeah. first of all which is totally changed. I've seen that in my lifetime in AA where you go from a time where people would assume things, obviously, because that's what people live yeah. when they're bigots. They just assume yeah. stuff. Yeah. But people weren't as out. Yeah. Right? And open. And definitely not men. Yeah. Definitely not. Like, that was a no-no, right? Yeah. Just like um, if, you be- if you believed in a different God, like if you were Hindu or Muslim or Buddhist or those things were like, Four-letter words. Yeah. Right in early in my early time in AAVE. Yeah. And that I don't even want, I don't even know what it was like before me. Yeah. Right. All I can imagine is it was much worse. Right. Yeah. Um, thank God we're not there. Yeah. And but I just I really appreciate the new energy that people bring to the rooms, like yourself, like other people, yeah. not just your age, but just yeah. like with a different mentality, man. Like yeah. You know, it's much more open than even my own. Yeah. Right. Like it's it's nice to see.
0: Yeah, it definitely is nice to see because, like, yeah, like I, I haven't been, like, in the rooms. Well, I have been in and out for a while, right? But uh, I've seen the kind of change too, like, mm-hmm. from the meetings when I first started going, uh, like very very rigid, right, and mm-hmm. and like. Um, yeah, and so now to see how that's evolved and, like, the different fellowships of uh, mm-hmm. meetings. Exactly. That's grown, and, like, that's a beautiful thing, too. Maybe some of the old-timers, you know, find it a little bit like, oh, but... It, it's like, true. Some of them might. Right? Some, I'm not saying all of them. And no,
1: but it's okay, right? Yeah. Because they're going to die anyway. We're <laughs> all going to die, so...
0: <laughs> no, but... and But, and then another thing is, too, is, like, I'm also seeing, like a lot of young, like younger people, more like just 18 and mm. up uh, and they're coming into recovery and I'm just like, I would just remember thinking when I was 18 or 19 or mm. in my 20s, you know, I, I didn't even find recovery until I was uh, 30. Yeah, that's right? when I sobered up, I was 30, yeah. Yeah, and so then like, it's kind of cool and it's kind of like, you know, there's, shifts changing there's things are you know like you know it's cool to see that young people are you know asking for help you know Mm -hmm. uh yeah it's it's it is i appreciate that too because that's also
1: helping change the culture
0: right yeah exactly yeah Yeah. it's Uh, pretty
1: it's pretty cool man they're going to be doing uh you probably know about this but they're doing a fifth edition of the big book
0: Oh yeah, Are they're they... doing a
1: new edition, and they're they're going in. From what I understand, I haven't read it. Obviously, I'm yeah. not in the know. Yeah, I just heard it from somebody. Um, but they're really going after the gender stuff. Oh, okay. so they're really trying to take a look at the gender and how, because it's very rigid, right? In yeah. lots of ways. So oh, for sure. Don't get me wrong; it's a great book. Yeah, it's the foundation of of my like sobriety. Yeah. So like I. I appreciate it, but that means I have a right to talk shit. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Right? Cuz I can paid talk. My, I, We paid our dues, we can I, talk shit. Oh, exactly. Um, yeah. And it's not just like shit for the sake of talking it. It's yeah. like this really needs to change. Yeah. Like it, it just like the safety statement coming in at our meeting, right? Yeah. That is a huge change. People might not realize how big it is. Like when you mentioned having a two-spirit LGBTQ treatment center in Calgary, Alberta. That's like, are you kidding me?
0: Like, (laughs) Like, what did you just say? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Right? Yeah, they're
1: they're uh, it's amazing, man. Yeah, and it like talking about it just makes my heart warm because I remember growing up and like I couldn't hold hands with a man walking down the street, we couldn't do that stuff, right? And it's different, and thank God it's different, man.
0: Yeah, and like you know, uh, you know, I like my man or
1: woman, I can hold hands with whoever I want
0: yeah (laughs) sorry about that oh no that's okay (laughs) i'll do whatever i want um you know like i can just talk from a little bit of experience from that too like my brother is gay right Mm. um but you know i've always accepted him for who he is and there, there definitely has been like uh i feel like also i think i don't know if there is but like i feel like there is a recovery for deaf people too out there i just don't know if it's pretty sure uh, there is yeah yeah and um he's all my like my brother's always asked me too he's like uh like inquired about like you know the meetings i go to and Mm. and stuff like that and so i think there is a little community for the like recovery for deaf you but I'm not a hundred percent sure. I haven't looked into it.
1: Yeah, me neither. I'm, and I shouldn't say there is because you never know, right? No,
0: exactly. Yeah. So I don't want to assume that there no, is. No, that's fair. <laughs> but if had... you're
1: interested, though, like check it out. I think I'm
0: gonna do that tonight, yeah. <laughs> right? And so yeah, and so it's been pretty cool. Like, um... oh, sorry, I was
1: saying that to whoever's listening when they oh. listen. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't telling you to do it, but yeah, for sure, do it, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll look it up too for sure because I'm curious. I'm curious, right? Yeah.
0: Oh, I was like, oh. <laughs> who, are you talking to me? <laughs> no, it
1: sounded like I was, but that's not what I was doing.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, so um well, I hope there is. Yes, I hope so too. Yeah.
1: Have you has if you found that your obviously recovery really does help with repairing relationships overall, but like have you found that that has been the difference between like with this new relationship with your parents, with your sister, with your brother?
0: Yeah, like I feel like um, if I had not come into recovery, I think my relationships and just kind of like my outlook on life and how I view people now too, I don't think I'd be the same person as I was Mm -hmm. even like six years ago when I was, you know, trying to get help and trying Mm to, you know, I didn't want to like keep doing the things that I wanted to like you know like the insanity of like I don't know just I kept going back right to drinking and using and I know I didn't want to do that for the rest of my life but like yeah like initially when I first got into recovery it was like okay like I'm I may I may have been doing it for the wrong reasons but then like after a, a few times, like relapsing and like just, I was like, I, I, I was in kind of in a place. I was like, I can't I keep disappointing my family and I keep disappointing myself, and like, not being happy with myself, mm-hmm. right? And then, even with like the the direction, like I feel like you know, I I have no direction, right? And uh, being caught in a rut or just like you know feeling stuck. You know, in mm. in a place where I was, like, yeah. And so, like, I feel like I, you know, there's a reason why I'm in recovery, right? Or, mm. yeah. Like, you know, I think God, my higher power, had different plans for me, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, well, for sure, man. Yeah. And so, like, it took me a while to realize that, you know, like, to figure out, the, like, drugs and alcohol were doing this to me. You know, yes, it was good for a little bit, but after it was, no, it was not doing really good for myself. You know, Mm -hmm. I was like, these are these poison and I know it does this to me, but, but, Mm -hmm. and to break the chain of that, you know, and just be like, okay, I'm going to start a new life, but then it's, you know, change is really hard Mm -hmm. too, right?
1: Very Uh, much so. Yeah. And a new life means exactly that, right? Like, it's yes. a new life you haven't lived yet. Yeah. So it's new.
0: Scary as shit sometimes. And I feel like I'm just still even, you know, like, yes, I'm on a good path and right mm. path so far. And, you know, but I'm still, like, have to remain, like, you know, teachable and learnable. Like, um, Like, I know I don't got everything, you know, or yeah. I don't know everything, right? And... And so just trying to, like, come from a different perspective, right? And like Mm -hmm. I said, um, yeah, like, slowing down. Yeah, like, that's one thing, too, from, like, what the life I had before was, like, the pace of my life. And, yes, it's still some some aspects of it is still, like, yeah, I want to you know, get things done or I want, I want certain things, uh, but like I know now, like if I want to have a good life and you know, um, it's nice to have the
1: choice to slow down, right? Oh yeah. Like like you can choose
0: what you want to do now. Yeah, exactly. You're not just running around in chaos, right? Oh, definitely. Like that's what my alcohol and addiction, yeah, it was just like, didn't even take a minute just to like just be like it's like do you know what you're doing to yourself Mm -hmm. you know like and so now it's like yeah i've slowed down a little bit Mm -hmm. and like tried to like uh you know like be present in in my in my relationships uh and my work uh kind of like how i treat people too you know like i in the past i You know, I may have, like, treated people with not so good, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, like, just kind of, like, getting what I I felt like I deserved or what I wanted, right? Just using them, manipulating them. And now it's just, like, yeah, like, I treat people with respect, right? Mm -hmm. How I would want to be treated. You know, like, try to learn how to show and have compassion for other people. Especially, like, um, I remember I used to have, like, a big prejudice against homeless people. Mm-hmm. And, like, until I r- had reached uh, a particular rock bottom, mm-hmm. I became myself a homeless person. Mm-hmm. And then that gave me a different kind of, like, oh, like you know maybe i shouldn't be so judgmental mm-hmm. towards other people now that like okay yeah having a little bit of like having you know like i didn't wasn't forced to be homeless but mm-hmm. my choices and decisions led me to being homeless right mm-hmm. and so now i appreciate and i try not to like be judgmental towards people that are right because mm-hmm. i've been you know i've been at those shelters where it's it's really rough, right? Yeah. And it's tough. Uh people with not just addictions, they have like also like m- maybe mental health issues mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh yeah, so like you know, like yeah, like a it's um it, it makes me r- realize like how how precious like life mm-hmm. is and like Everyone's going through struggles in life, yeah. not just I feel like not just people in recovery. Everyone, totally, right? Yeah.
1: I think if we can uh, find a, a platform to act out of love in as many circumstances as possible, we're probably going to judge a lot less, and not yeah. at all, right? And eventually, hopefully, not at all. Sometimes I think judgments are are like the quick, the brain making a quick decision about something, you know, and sometimes that's necessary. When you're in certain circumstances.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. But like
1: in day-to-day life, there's a difference, right? Yeah. Like there has to be because not everything is life and death. Yeah. And that's usually what judgments are best for, right? Just like, is this a life or death situation? I better judge whether this person's safe or not, right? Mm -hmm. Like, fair. I get that. Yeah. Um, But like in general, like day-to-day, I find I have no need to judge anyone. I just have no need. doesn't mean I don't do it sometimes. Yeah. But I, even when I start doing it in my head, I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, you have no idea what that person's going through. And yeah. that's what it always comes back to, right? Yeah. Is I don't know what you're going through, man. I don't want to make it worse. Yeah. But sometimes I know I do for people. And you know what? For those people out there that I've made it worse, I'm sorry. Fucking.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right?
1: Sometimes it's just we, and hopefully I step on less and less toes, yeah. you know, as time goes by in recovery hopefully you do too and I'm sure you you
0: have oh yeah and like and I'm still learning and like you know that's part of kind of like growing from you know okay yeah I was teen- teenager to young adult you know I was a totally completely person with totally different kind of perspectives on mm-hmm. life and how my life was at that time and now that I'm uh an adult pretty much and like um just realizing what's kind of important in my life now Mm -hmm. where how it's different from the past right i feel like we're always i think we're i feel that um you know like i've 70 years ago i was a totally completely person and today you know like totally completely different person you know i might still act in a few things that you know uh what do they say like character defects or just you know like or um yeah like um some things i like to just like i know i can't control every, everything or anyone or you know things that happen um yeah so like what' know man yeah is there anything else you want to talk about? Mm. Oh, uh, you know, like I guess this, I think I've already kind of shared, but I'll like you know, uh, kind of the gifts of recovery. Mm. Uh, like I, you know, like today, like you know, I, you know, I don't. I have I like this saying that is said sometimes. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's like, you know, I didn't have to be in recovery. Mm-hmm. Uh I get to be in recovery. Uh you know, uh I didn't have to be an alcoholic or addict. Mm-hmm. Uh but, you know, I what I was one, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to let it like define me, you know, mm-hmm. like uh yeah. Um So like, you know, this this summer I I Got the opportunity to go visit my best friend down in Oregon. Mm -hmm.
1: Oh, right on. Yeah. We're in Oregon.
0: Uh, So I'm not pronouncing it right, but it's called Calacitine. Oh, okay. Calacitine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's like half an hour away from Portland. Okay. I was born in Portland. I've been there. Oh, you have? Yeah, yeah. I was born there, so. So it's a half an hour away from Colosetine. Okay. Half an hour away from uh, Astoria. Okay. So it's a roll right around that uh, highway. Kind of in between. In eh? between, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, <clears throat> so yeah, I got to see where Goonies was filmed. Oh, cool. <laughs> so that was cool. And then I think we. That was a good movie, The Goonies. It was. And then. Uh, so, like, me and my best friend, we've known each other for, like, I don't know, like, 17 years. It's crazy. Oh, cool. So yeah. Uh, she's always been kind of, like, a big supporter, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's seen me in my addiction. Uh, so, she's seen me in recovery, too, as well, a little bit.
1: Oh, were those your photos on Facebook? Yes. Yeah, right on. I yeah, saw Right yeah. on. Yeah. Uh,
0: so, she's got a, a little bit of a family down there. Uh and um yeah so it was really good to see her it was good to get out of the country you know like i know like if i was still in my addiction i wouldn't have been able to do that you know mm-hmm. yeah or wouldn't have had to uh, like have fun the way you know like being able to be present and just like yeah just mm-hmm. enjoying the finer things you know it was yeah it was so beautiful cool man
1: yeah because it's really cool that a lot of things become the finer things when we sober up man because we just didn't enjoy them this, the to the depth we can enjoy things now right
0: like, yeah like like i remember going to actually this was before i got into recovery like mm. uh i did like go like go on trips and stuff but like mm-hmm. you know I was a complete wreck right and mm-hmm. uh, like what i thought i was enjoying it but like i was just like yeah, and so now to see that, mm-hmm. and like you know, I get to, I still get to do like fun things and mm. and recovery, right? Uh, oh, there's
1: lots of fun shit you do. You just don't do it drinking.
0: No, exactly. <laughs> like uh, I really like going outdoors and hiking. I haven't, I haven't gotten out much recently, but I, and you know, like photography. Mm-hmm. I still like doing that. Like. Uh, You know, I like all sorts of old vintage cameras and Polaroids and stuff like that. So, yeah, like I definitely have gotten back into it, but not as much. But, Mm -hmm. you know, like slow and steady, slow and steady. Right. And it's like, you know, all these things that I put aside, like all that kind of stuff, you know, I've started to it's like, yeah, like I this is the stuff I love and I like doing and, you know, so. Mm
1: -hmm. Right on, man. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Riaz. Thanks for coming.
0: No, thank you. I really appreciate this. Oh, it's our pleasure, man.